Hello, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel. This is a show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, and we get to talk about everything in between. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like and subscribe. You're supposed to give me a five-star review on Apple. You're supposed to give me a five-star review on Spotify. It's that easy, but more importantly... Really awesome guest today. We have Kenny Vaccaro, former Texas Longhorn and NFL safety, CEO of the eSports team G1, e- owner of the new fashion boutique down in Austin, Texas, Connect. Kenny, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Dude, it's a great day to be alive, isn't it? Always. Always, Always a good day. day to be alive, man. <laughs> and I appreciate you getting up nice and early for me, just for a little old me over here. So I appreciate that one a lot, man. And excited to get to talk to you, obviously, a little bit about football, I'm more so about your entrepreneurial journey since then. But Kenny, the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Uh, I mean, just from a young age, I, I was attracted to it. I don't, I don't know. My mom... Me, my brothers, sisters, my family, we were always, we were always a sport family. Um, growing up in a small town, too, was a big attraction because there's not much to do, right? You're just, I remember just playing tackle the man with the football from four years old, right? And then just playing baseball outside or basketball, running track. So for me, it was just kind of an escape. It was a way for me to, you know, kind of get away from everything, compete, have fun with my friends. Uh, just always been involved in my life. When did you realize that, like, oh, wait, I, there's something here. I'm, I'm pretty damn good at this tackle the guy with the football thing. Uh, not, I never really, like, planned ahead, right? I never said I was going to go to the NFL. I never said I was going to go play for Texas. A lot of that, so when I was really, when I was young, I, a lot of it was just, you know, I wanted to be an architect or I wanted to be, my, I, my mom had me always studying, and I really took my grades serious, so I didn't really, I didn't plan for it, but I always excelled at sports, right? And it honestly wasn't until, like, my sophomore year in high school um, I hit a guy, I cracked his helmet, and uh, it wasn't at that exact moment, but like it was kind of like reflecting after the game. I was like, man, I might have a chance to go, you know, play play some college ball. And uh, that's kind of the way I, that's how my mind processed everything. I didn't really, I never skipped steps really. I never thought ahead. <clears throat> One step at a time, man. That's yeah. the only way. That's the only way to do it. If you get too far ahead, things start to get a little, a uh, little confusing and convoluted. So. There's another question that I ask everybody on this show that's specifically from Texas, and please, okay, I gotta know, Kenny, is Texas back? Uh, I mean, I get this question all the time. No, we're not back. <laughs> we I'm look sorry. good. On pa- we, we look I'm de- sorry, man. No, we look decent on paper right now. Um, and then, and if that's if you're just counting on a, a guy that you know, we got Quinn Ayers who just came in last year, mm-hmm. um, hasn't played a snap. I always like to say hasn't pissed a drop really. Um, but has a lot of potential. That's where it starts because the last couple of years we ain't even had potential, right? So at least we got guys in the building that has potential. Um, and obviously Arch Manning, you know, his pedigree, it's a no brainer. It's a start. We're not back, but it's a start to getting back. It takes it, and one guy can't save it, but one guy can influence another guy and another guy and another guy. And you have a bunch of guys and that's when you get back. So, that's we'll when see. you get back. I want Texas to be back. I'm not a Texas Longhorn fan, but oh, I yeah. 100% want Texas to be back because it's like it's like the Yankees in baseball. It's baseball is better when the Yankees are good. Football, college football is better when Texas is good. I want to watch those games. They're it's always the, incredible. It's the same as Dallas Cowboys. When they're sorry, yeah. it may mess up the whole NFL, just like Texas. It's just we have a unique, I don't know, history in college football where we need we like. We need to be back where we were, right? Like, I don't know if it's the colors or just the history of winning, but it's it's a it's a it's a program that makes everything better, makes NCAA better, more enjoyable to watch when we're good. So, those colors on a nice fall day, man. There's something about it. I don't know. Just what burn it orange is. and white, man. Right, I don't, dude, I don't know. It gets me. It's like the only only time those colors are good to me is Texas. Really. <laughs> but uh, nah, I'm excited to watch this year. It's my first time I can be like kind of close to the team and mm-hmm. really analyze and not have to be worried about my own football stuff. I can really just, you know, break it down. You know, I had the chance to do Longhorn Network uh, for the spring game. Don't know, so they don't know if I'll have time to do it, you know, full time in the fall. But just to be able to sit there with my son and watch games from a, you know, from a fan perspective, I'm kind of excited about it because I haven't done it in a long time. 
There you go, man. Well-deserved. Uh, you know, your football career was pretty incredible, man. So uh, well-deserved. Now you get to uh, just enjoy it, man. Sit back, relax, oh, enjoy yeah. it. Now, you got a lot of other stuff going on, right? That's yeah. why we're here. We're going to talk about the esports stuff that you got going on. We're going to talk about, you know, just being an entrepreneur in general. So one thing I want to understand is, you know, obviously the NFL – it d- does a lot of good things for a lot of good people, right? You obviously, you make a couple bucks. It's one of the weird professions that everyone can kind of look up online and see how many dollars you made, which is good and bad in certain situations. But I'm curious, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, what yeah. lessons did you learn from being in the NFL that has mm-hmm. led you to become potentially even more a better a better entrepreneur just from what you learned by playing playing the sport of football? I think I already am. I like, honestly, I feel like. This part of my life, like I feel like this is kind of where I was supposed to be. It's a weird feeling. I was telling people I'm, I'm kind of in a different mode that I haven't necessarily ever tapped into, even in sports. Um, but for me, it was – I never get why, guys, like you sacrifice so much in sports, right? You, you pay attention to all the details. You're on an itinerary. You're punctual. You know, you're, you're, you make sure you eat right, sleep right, all these different things. Then when you leave the NFL – and you want to go to your, onto your next venture, all those things, those disciplines and the sacrifice, they just stop. I just do the same thing in business now, like where I'm up early. If it's 5 a.m., 5.30, whatever, whatever it may be, um, I'm getting up just like I did in the NFL. I'm starting my day before everybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm beating the competition. Whatever competition I make up in my head for that day, right? It's business, right? Um, yeah, just I just to the exact detail, like when I'm talking to people that work for me or everything, I want it done the right way just like my coach wanted the play ran the right way or they wanted the defensive scheme ran the right way i just i think a lot of times guys will when they walk away from the game it's just like all right let's just kick it like all those you know values and things that we learn in the nfl like they just go away i just never i turned it up a notch i took that and put it right into you know all the things i got going on so that's i don't have like no key answers why i didn't go to business school i didn't do this and that. I literally just put in the work every single day, just like I did in the NFL. Obviously, being in the NFL, you, get, you meet a lot of people, make a lot of connections, um, and being able to utilize those. And I'm not talking about use people. I'm talking about strategically move chess pieces around the board. That way you can you know, set yourself up for other opportunities. So, yeah, there's no special answer. I, I, I don't know. I just I, – I, every day when I wake up, like, I, I'm excited. It's a chance to, you know – it's an opportunity. I treat it the same way in business. <clears throat> and, and, and I think you bring up two really important points, right? One, of, one is, hey, you, you're an NFL athlete. How many people want to meet an NFL athlete? No one's coming. No one's clamoring to meet me over here. But people are saying, Kenny Vaccaro? Oh, yeah, I know him. I watched him on Sundays. Like, of course mm-hmm. I want to meet that guy. And as you said, you make those connections and you strategically know how to move those chess pieces around the board. I think that's mm-hmm. so many people don't take advantage of that. Like, no. where, where does this come from? Like, why, why did you start to take advantage? Was there someone, was there a mentor in the locker room that helped you with that? Was that from your mom? Where, where did that idea come from that you, um. you decided to take advantage? I don't have a mentor. My mom doesn't know anything about this. Like, I just did it myself. I don't know. I just, you know, be good to people. You know, and when I say like take advantage, it's not like it's just like I'm just, no, just be a good I person. Know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Just being a good person, meeting people, putting people on. I've always put everyone on around me. Like I've had so many, so many people around me that I've I've helped. You know, change their lives. That I mean, I, that stuff comes back, man. I truly believe in that stuff. That type of energy, type of karma. Like you, you, you do people right the right way. You know that stuff comes back, but no, I didn't have. There's, I didn't, I didn't have a a, a blueprint for it. I, um, you just got to be. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. You just got to be in it. I was reading an article on Odo Beckham the other day. He uh, is on Entrepreneur Magazine, and he's basically turned his deal flow, which is those strategic chess pieces, right, um, into a partnership with. Uh, I think it was a big bank, huge, massive fund, because he he gets deals that only other people can get. Now I'm not saying I'm Odo Beckham, but I'm saying. I've had three, four, five deals in the you know past two years that cap tables that nobody you're not getting on unless you unless you know these people or you, unless you have a relationship, and that's kind of the stuff I'm talking about as far as like investing and in, in entrepreneurial opportunities. Um, imagine him; he probably has 50 deals that are you know the company doesn't even need your money, right? They just want you on the cap table because of who you are. It's pretty much a guaranteed you know this isn't a hundred x type of deal. This is like a five six x right. Um, and it's guaranteed, basically. Like you have no business even being allowed. They have no business allowing you to put your money into that investment. But the fact that they want you on your cap table, 
makes their company look a little bit better. They throw you on there, and they basically just hand you some more money. So I started understanding um, when I was dead poor when I was younger. I always they always said the rich get richer, and uh, I, that's one of the aspects that I uh, I started. You know, I started peeping that like what that means. <clears throat> Take advantage of it, man. Again, yep. like there, there's there, the opportunities are coming to you. You're a big karma guy. I'm a big karma guy. I believe big. good things happen to good people. So 100. Yep. percent And if you keep doing the right thing, you keep helping others. As you said, it's going to come back to you in many different ways. And so oh, yeah. I am curious, right? So you you become an entrepreneur um, yeah. back in December, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is when you finally you yeah. became the CEO of uh, G1, which is right behind you for anyone watching yeah. on the video. I guess, where where does this love of esports come from? And where did this idea of saying, yeah, I think I could I, I could run a team. Let's see what happens. I mean, I just, I mean, it's a long story. It, December was just kind of our first time we did our like a press release, right? I've never had mm-hmm. PR. And if you don't do PR in this world, like social media, especially with the algorithms of, of uh, Instagram and Twitter now, they won't show anybody your stuff unless you pay, right? So, you know, I hired the PR team with Kelly, who you, you've talked to, um, they did a press release, but G1 actually started in 2020. Um, it was floor, like amazing start, right? We, uh, I, I just, I was on Soar Gaming, their content org, while I was playing in the NFL. I was doing more on the gaming side. Um, I decided to leave. I didn't think, the, I didn't like the way they're treating the players. Like nobody was getting paid. They're using our likeness, you know, for their, um, for their own, you know, mm-hmm. to monetize their own money, make their own money. Um, so I mean, literally. I was part of the Destiny team at that time. It was a you know a bigger game. Um, it's not as popular now, but I basically told the guys that you know everybody on the team like, hey, I'm I'm probably going to leave. I'd love to start my own org. I've always loved gaming since I was a little kid. Um, would y'all want to go? Like, are y'all, is it like this is what I'm going to do? Like, you know, and obviously they had the res- reservations, right? They didn't know if it was the next you know token NFL player just throwing his money into a bank account mm-hmm. to uh, start another business. But I had already you know pretty much proven myself the, the year prior. Where, because I wanted to originally start G1 2019, 18, 19, and I kind of asked around, and my uh, one of my business partners, Hunter, Hunter Swinson, said like, "Hey man, they don't. I, I I know like who you are. I know you love gaming. I know you're authentic as it gets, but they don't know yet. So we pretty much started kind of like a respect to her, I'd say, and I uh, I started attacking you know the game and and practicing just like I did the NFL until I got good enough where I could you know beat the best players in the game to kind of earn that respect, right? You know, in the gaming world, it's different. You got to be in the community. You got to earn their respect. So pretty much climbed up the ladder all the way to the top. Not saying I was the best, but, you know, I was – some of the guys that are in my org now, I used to, you know, st- beat their ass, like, on a daily. So that just gives you, like, a reference of, like, where I got to, um, some of the guys I signed. Um, so after I got done with that, like, right, then it was time to ask the guys, like, hey – um, Let's. I want to do this my way on my on my own. I want to you know do it this way, right? Put the gamer first, the gamer before anything, because that goes into the name G one gamers first. I um. I I like I I was a gamer like way before I ever picked up a football or anything. Me and my brother, you know, we were attracted to you know video games from a young young age, and almost like an obsession. My mom had to like strip us from it, right? Um, going back to like RuneScape, like. That way oh, back dude. in the day. Yep, me too. I, uh, I used to I just, play that. Just finished 99 Slayer uh, two days ago. And I, um, same account from way back when. And then I actually just, we just recently signed Odoblock, probably the best PvP player in the world in RuneScape. Pretty much the first player ever signed that play, that plays RuneScape. Um, he's been my favorite streamer for so long. And I told Kevin, like, I told my boys one day, uh, yeah, I'm going to sign him one day. So it's crazy how all that, you know, comes to life. But, yeah, from a very, very young age, you know, I loved it. You know, I can remember all the way back to, like, Sega Genesis, right? Like, playing Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, you know, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. Uh, and obviously, the first PlayStation was Transcendent, you know. I remember playing, like, Crash, Digimon and Crash Bandicoot. Crash, yep. Uh, Spyro? Did you get a Spyro, Spyro in there? Thinking, uh, shoot. And then it was Nintendo 64. You had the Golden Eye. There's, like, a – you could just feel it, right? And ever, played mm-hmm. every Pokemon on – um you know, Game Boy Color and the original Game Boy, they didn't have any color. Then you got your Zeldas, right? And like, I don't, it's not like I just played first person shooters. No, I truly love all types, whether it's, you know, MMOs, RP, like art, role playing games, first person shooters. Like, like it's, I love the whole, you know, everything about it, right? So, yeah, I, I'd always been attracted to it. It's just in sports, if you want to be a good athlete, if you want to be good at anything in life, you have to kind of like, I don't want to say sell your soul, but like to make it to the top, to get to what the greats do, 
you have to sacrifice a lot and you know almost like sever those like nerves in your brain that even give they make you even think about anything else but sports right that's how the great ones do that's what tom brady says it all the time like i've had to make so many sacrifices i've had to not see my family i've had to you know sacrifice time that i could have with my kids to be you know the greatest player ever and that just is what it is so for me like that it was the same way i wanted to be you know a pro's pro i wanted to be you know one of the best but as soon as i stepped off that field all that creative purpose all those things that i I had you know loved and valued as a kid came right back to me so i just got to work and that's why i can do what i do every day um running pretty much three businesses uh from here in Austin, Texas. Mm. It's incredible, man. You know, it, there's 24 hours a day. We were talking about it before. It just yep. depends on how you want to use them. And you get up nice and early to get all your work done. And yeah, running three businesses is difficult. Yep. But as you said, you took everything that the NFL taught you. And it's so interesting because so many people don't. Like you keep getting up early. You keep working out. You keep keeping your mentals good, right? You do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly put you on that path. And even as you said, turn it up a notch. Like let's yeah, yeah. keep it going. And it's the same thing with esports. Like these guys... Especially Halo. We have a pro Halo team. It's four players. Well, there's four people in the second day. They got to communicate. I had to communicate. They got to count on each other. I had to count on each other, right? There's camaraderie. Well, if there's camaraderie, you play better. These guys play better if they like each other. There's film study. Well, there was film study in the NFL, right? Like, it's the same stuff. I was watching film with one of our guys yesterday, like, and just the talks and the accountability and all the things that make a good athlete, you know, a good teammate, whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing in esports, and I, I'm, a, I'm and I'm kind of taking a different approach uh, with it. And I've been telling my guys like, "Hey, you're a pro. Like the reason why you're you're a pro is because you make the hard things look easy, and people can't do what you do. Like people can say whatever they want about gaming, but there's a reason why somebody people are better. Like there's like this guy, and then there's this guy, and one of them's way better, and one of them's not. It's not like one of those things where everybody's good, right? It just is what it is." So that stigmatism is starting to change, right? The world's starting to see it. Esports is, you know, getting bigger and bigger. It's only a matter of time before it's ran operationally like an NFL team. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, already gonna, I'm already starting those steps and going to do that. And I'm not saying I'm going to take the bad at an NFL and sports for me, throw it out, but all the good things that I've, that I've learned, the discipline, you know, the, you know, all the things it takes to be successful in the sport, put that, inject that into esports, and we're already, we're already kind of doing it. It's just... There's been a stigmatism for a long time of laziness. You know, gaming won't do anything for you. But the world's changed, man. Content is king. I would advise, and I'm not saying, like, don't go to college. I'm saying, like, for 90% of the people, unless you have, like, you're a doctor, engineer, it's a waste of time. (laughs) You know, you're going to – I feel bad for teachers, right? Go to school forever, and then they get out, and they can't even – they have to get another job, basically, because they're not paying enough. But you can be a streamer. Start streaming when you're 18. Stream every day until the, that, that same person that went to college for you know, teaching got, gets out of college. See who's making more money. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Like, yeah. Even if you don't even have a personality, you're gonna, you're gonna, people, lo- people love to watch other people do things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why Ryan's toys, that's why he's making millions of dollars opening toys. The kids don't even want to play with the toys no more. They want to watch somebody open the toys. Mm-hmm. Kids don't even want to. Kids don't even want to game anymore. They want to watch somebody else game, right? And obviously, I'm not saying completely, but I'm saying like, there's so much opportunity in this world. It's not the same model as it was. You know, go to college, go get a job, have a family, live a good life, die. It's, it's way different now. There's no it, limit. You know what I'm saying? Is, man. <laughs> I love it. No yeah. limit. I love the way you put that too. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important for people to understand that. Yeah, as you said, 90 percent of the people. Right. Like there's it's college. College is better. The education aspect was one thing. I, I learned a lot about myself in college. Right. Exactly. As like a human being outside of the education. I learned more six months out of college than I did in the four years that I was there. And it's I mean, not even close. Right? I, it's ridiculous. People think I'm freaking got a master's in business. I don't I, I taught myself how to raise around, how to take a company from an LLC to a C corp like that. It didn't take. Months and months of time to like YouTube and things, years. Right? You can YouTube. That's <laughs> the people. People are wasting years in mathematics. Google it. You can Google any equation now. And these algorithms, like the way this thing, these algorithms are built, they'll answer any question in depth in multiple from multiple sites. So like, like I just think sometimes people get simple minded and, and don't want to bend like what what's been the same type of hierarchy and like the way we did things for so long. It's like 
it ain't the same no more. A lot of this stuff is just like history. Just Google it. Like what happened in 18. It's cool. And I get, you want to know your history, right? You want to know, you know, how this country was built, blah, blah, like whatever. But there's a lot of stuff like that, like the battle of 1635 and like <laughs> you freaking stayed up all night studying it when you could have been like, I don't know, like making your stream, like your stream look better or you could have been, you know, strategically plotting out how you're going to roll out all your YouTube, your YouTube videos on your channel, like instead of wasting so much time. So um, I'm not saying, in quote, I'm not saying education is important. I'm saying we need to optimize our time better as Americans, as human beings. Yes. I'm never going to do calculus ever again, except for that mm-hmm. one time I did it in college. That's it. Just like study. Full stop. <laughs> you know, wait until the last minute because you probably did hung out with your friends every other day mm-hmm. and then now you're miserable up all night and you just go to class and you still get like a 70 because because you just you just barely started studying all for what for everybody forget you probably forgot it all just like i did i don't know any math i can't even help my, my 10 year old right now like, <laughs> i don't know how to write it out <laughs> you know what i'm saying like I, I know math i'm smart but i don't know how to like i forgot like the division right like the exact way to like put everything mm-hmm. i'm like man crazy so I am curious, Kenny, like what, what exactly goes into being the CEO of an esports team? Because I think that's kind of ambiguous a to a lot of people and not, they don't really understand, right? Are you playing the games? Are you no. doing the streaming? Like talk uh, to me a little bit about what exactly goes into running the entire holy organization. Holy what do we start? Um, I mean, yeah. And that's why I've, I've started record, recording and kind of rolling out content because people don't get to see the business side of it. They think I'm not, I haven't played the game in three, four months. I can't. I have so, we have such an opportunity right now to take our org to the next level that like I'm on business calls every day. I'm I'm on I'm in sponsorship meetings. I'm negotiating, you know, deals. I'm trying to build different companies within G1 that can create different revenue streams to increase our top line revenue. I'm talking to people's moms because they're struggling with with something. I'm, you know, I just helped one of our Halo players purchase a house. I'm watching film with the players, um making sure, you know, their life is good on and off, you know, the field or the controller mm-hmm. or the desk or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I'm in the process of raising around. So you got to have those meetings as far as, you know, who are you going to be your partners? What strategic person do we want, you know, to be in this next round that he might attract somebody else? Are you, are you making plays right now that'll set up the future? Um, I design merch drops. So right now we got two merch drops in the pipeline where I'm working with my design, uh, our, our graphic, our designer on the next drop, um, which will be, you know, the next month or so. Then I got to plan out how we're going to roll that out. What's going to be the marketing strategy? How are we going to um, work? What, where are we going to shoot the video at? Are we going to use, you know, traditional marketing? Are we going to be a little bit different this time? All these things, you know, play into it. Um, you know, then there's the play of like, how are we telling our story? How are we going to captivate the, our fans? Telling our why and keeping those same core principles and things held at, you know, at a premium is the way you have to build a company. And I think got people slip up because they don't. They let they let they let stuff shit slip the cracks. And you just can't. You got to do be able to do all these things that I just said and still hold your standard high. Right. Um, I mean, there's lots. I mean, I can go into just every day right now. I'm, you know, putting. I'm, I'm fixing up, you know, optimizing the internet. Our guy's got a super, uh, HCS super in August. I forgot the date, but the first weekend of August, you know, $200,000 tournament, you know, for Halo. All the guys are going to come in, so I got to get the boot camp ready. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just G1. This ain't all the other businesses. That I, that, this is why I wake up at 530, yep. 5 a.m. Um, no, absolutely, man. It's 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 incredible, right? Like, and and that's I appreciate you kind of you know obviously that was just a couple minutes ahead. of what <laughs> you do, and I'm sure there's a yeah. lot more, and each it's of those you could right dive now. even deeper into. Yeah. But I think it's important for people to understand because I, I I totally agree with the, the statement you said before. Like, people think gaming is just kind of a waste of time, and it's fun, and I think it's coming to light more. But the the general population doesn't have any idea what goes into an esports team or no. what goes into running an esports team. And I appreciate you kind of just sharing some of that. Nobody's ever told it. Perspective. Exactly. Yeah, nobody, nobody's ever told the story. We can keep going. I'm liking this conversation, but um, Hell yeah. no, it. nobody's ever, nobody shows the ups and downs, the valleys. They show like the guys just competing. Like if you do see anything on esports, it's just four guys sitting down at a desk, staring at it. Right. And that's kind of, it. it looks fun. There's like a stadium kind of, mm-hmm. and then there's guys cheering, but you don't really get to see, this right here, like 
in the trenches building it like it's it's a it's a honestly though like to me it's just like it's a dream come true it doesn't even feel like work like i get to go to work right i don't think about having to go to work i wake up excited i wake up the one thing i like about business that i do sports is i can work hard every single day eat right sleep take care of my body train the hardest the hardest work in the world tear my acl the first day but business i mean god god forbid like you get struck by light you're hit by a car or whatever like you get you get what you put in like if I outwork every every single person, I'm most likely going to get you know reap those benefits, and it's just it, it is what it is. That's it's my whole life has been as as an athlete. There's always a what if, like you could still, I don't know, trip, you know, roll your ankle and you're out for six weeks, and now your contract gets messed up. Now you're con- you're not you don't make as much money that that next year going into free agency because you missed six games, or I don't know. Two people go down in the secondary, you know, while you're playing football, and now you look. You, you're, you have, they say you have a down season because you're playing with some guy that that we just signed off the street that you you, you know you just you barely know his name, and then we're getting you're, you're you're covering for a corner that you know is a complete liability. There's a lot of other factors that go into sports, and especially football, um, that determine you know your your success. People don't understand a lot of stars got to align to be an like Aaron Donald. You know you. you can't get you know, never get hurt. Go to a team that's gonna you know develop you. Uh, have players around you that's gonna highlight your strengths. Have a good coach. I know, and and, and I just gave you one example. He's a he's kind of a unicorn. He might have been good in any system, but there's there's guys like that where they don't go to this certain spot. They're never they they're, they're never found. I don't know if if freaking is it Greg Rome who was with uh is it Brian Dable that was with uh Josh Allen. Yes. Yeah, like if he doesn't develop at that, that first year, it wasn't looking too good. Uh, There's a lot of bust, and this kid can't do this, kid can't do that coming out after two years, really. And then that third year, now he's the MVP. You know, he comes in, he develops him. So there's a lot of factors that play into sports. There's not as many factors that play into business. And I think that's one of the main things that uh, I enjoy is I know I can, I feel like I have some type of control on the, the success and the, and, and the outcome. And, and as a CEO, I definitely have control on where G1 is going to go and how far I'm willing to take it. I love it, man. I think that's incredible. And I think it's it, it's it's a really interesting parallel that you're drawing there, right? Because as you said, like... You is it can, not true, though? It's yeah. 100% true. Yeah. I, I just, I love hearing it from your perspective, again, yeah. from being in the NFL and even saying like, hey, I can, day one, I could be the most, the, I could be the hardest worker there, tear my ACL, and it doesn't <laughs> matter. None of it matters. Done. Doesn't matter. Think about how many guys that have done this. Mm-hmm. It's like Derek Rose. Man, my favorite, Oof, one of my favorite well, players hurts. ever yep. just hurts his knee and then gets hurt again. People are like, oh, he's injury prone. Like, blah, blah, blah. He can't control that. Like, I, I hate when people say a guy just can't stop getting hurt. You think he's trying to tear his ACL? He's trying to get hurt? The most annoying thing. Like, it should, I wish it would just be a different phrase. Like, his luck wasn't on his side or something. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of like, you know, he's injury prone, he's fragile. Then they start doing memes. You know, like, it's just like, that's, that's the one thing I enjoy about the other side is like, you don't get that either. You, you, like you, like you can't. The big guy in the sky don't lie. You either put the work in or you don't. Like it is what it is. And um, I've learned a lot since stepping away from the game. And it was like that's one of the main things that I've you know truly valued on the other side. Uh, other than getting to see my family, is like there's not not as many what ifs. Like go mm-hmm. do, find a way, and that's it. You're right. Yeah, and, and as you said, yeah, you're not if, even if you tear your ACL, you're out for a couple of days because you got to have surgery, and then you're right back. You can still take those phone calls, still answering Boom, emails, still, like none there, of it matters. Yeah, sports, you can't, you just can't play. Like there's mm-hmm. no, like if I if I tear my ACL tomorrow, playing, you know, working out, I'm back in. Like I might not, I might have my laptop all the way up until the anesthesia gets put in my vein, mm-hmm. and then I can, you know, when I wake up, grab my laptop again and be right back on it. Um, I could do a, I could do this this exact same call in a hospital bed. Only time I waste is when I'm doing surgery, then I can wake up and do it again, right? So mm-hmm. that's just the difference. And so, so we've been talking about it a little bit here, and I alluded to it in the beginning. You're now the owner of a new fashion boutique in Austin, Texas yeah. called Connect. Yeah. Where I mean, sports and fashion. It seems like over the last 10, 15, 20 years have has been. Yeah. Huge the, the interconnection. I mean, like, yeah. where have you, were you always into fashion as you were in esports, or did, uh, was that something that kind of came along uh, while being in the NFL? I was always into. I was very artistic person. I was very, you know, I love design. I love, you know, 
you know, like I said, I wanted to be an architect. I love putting, you know, piecing things together to, you know, make a, a project or a picture or um, a drop come to life. Um, I was Ed poor growing up, so obviously I didn't have any fashion or designer. But, you know, I saw the guy, I saw the, you know, my friends that would have the new Jordans or the, you know, back in the day it was the Iversons, I remember, that came out. And I was just like, man, like one day, oh, I, you know, I'm going to, hopefully I can afford those one day, right? I remember my mom bought me the Walmart version. They're like the Rawl- the Rawlings mm-hmm. version of the Iversons. And I, I was so I was so thankful at the time because, you know, at least they match, right? But, no, I've always, you know, as soon as I, there, college was the first time I ever had a, like a little bit of money. But even then, though, I had to starve just to sacrifice to look good, right? Buy some nice jeans and then, you know, might not, might have to borrow, you know, one of my teammates, Bebo Buck card for a week. So, yeah, I just, I've always had an interest in it. It's just, um, like I said, I don't really plan ahead and the opportunity kind of aligned. Um, I actually, and uh, one of the majority owners in the our gym collective. So it's, it's really G1 collective and connect. The reason why I can do all these things, it's all in the same building. So the connect, instead of putting a cafe, you know, or a, you know, protein shop or a traditional, you know, cheap merch, you know, apparel in the front of a gym. I said, you know, I talked to the other CEO of Collective, um, one of my partners in G1 too. And then I was like, hey, let me, let me do a fashion boutique. Let's, 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 let's break the mold. Let's, let's be a disruptor. Let's think outside the box. Let's do things that people just don't do. Um, and he's like, cool, run it, you know? And then I immediately get to working, right? I, um, pretty much design out the whole um, layout of the of the shop. I put a really uh, really cool piece in there that reminded me of my childhood. I put a power line that runs, you know, from one wall all the way across. And, you know, usually when you're growing up, you see Chuck Taylors or just old shoes. But I actually took all my, uh, you know, pretty much the holy grail of the shoe game and threw them up there. So I sacrificed, you know, a lot. I don't even know the value, but somewhere, you know, over fifty thousand plus dollars of just shoes. Like you see the resale game on uh you know StockX mm-hmm. or Go. Like it's crazy right now. Like some of these shoes untouched, you know, they're going for, you know, Dior ones are going for, you know, ten, fifteen thousand. So it might be more than that on that power line. But um yeah, brought in some strategic pieces, uh partnered with, you know, a guy that, you know, has the ability to to get, you know, shoes in quantity. Um, partnered with an, my, one of my other friends that was pretty much my personal shopper in the NFL his name's Jake White um, at, a, at a Michigan. He uh, has connections with a lot of designer brands that um, if you don't have those connections, you just can't, you know, you just can't get the, the you know, the product. And uh, like I said, it's all about those, those, those chess pieces, right? Put them in place. Um, good friend of mine, you know, he's had my card basically on file, never once swiped it for some extras. You know, people, you, people can just screw you over, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it's about loyalty about trust i'd rather have somebody less qualified that i can trust somebody overqualified that i just don't know right so he was a no-brainer work with me since my rookie year if i need some clothes you know he sends me pictures every week i say you know let me get this this and this swipes my cart overnights it to me never had a problem if he messes up the size such a good person he'll send me the right size and then like let me like whenever i have time to send him back the bigger size just do that so you know place put him in place um Actually, bringing on one of my best friends from uh, since you know preschool um, to to come in and kind of be the operations manager. Um, so right now, strategically, everybody that's you know that's working for the company for the Connect, I see those as people that can one day go run their own store. I'm not going to hire you know a kid or a young you know teenager or young adult just because it's cheaper. I rather pay more for somebody you know that can, you know, do it, do it on their own because one day we're going to scale. And then what? We're going to go hire somebody from the outside to go run a store or do we, you know, do we, do we keep it homegrown, you know, and, and cultivate and create culture and curate, you know, a standard within our own people that they can, you know, now go out into the world and, and facilitate that in different locations. So that's the way we're building it. It's a struggle. It's a little bit harder right now because we don't have as many people working. So we have to be working all the time basically because mm-hmm. we don't have 10 people on payroll making you know minimum wage i'm just not doing it i don't uh, just i just i don't, don't think that's the way you build business i think people do that because they want to save some money and they want to go fat they want to go fast you know i'd rather go with my people and go slower 
Um, so yeah, so the plan, the plan's going well. I mean, I got that personally from Gary Keller. Um, you know, he owns Keller Williams Realty, real estate. He's worth, you know, they're worth billions of dollars, right? Um, and he had like a private speaking with like me and a few other Texas football players. I don't know why I was there. I had no business being there, but that's part of that, you know, like the chess moves, right? Mm-hmm. Just somehow I squeaks, squealed my way in there, right? And I uh, sat down and got to listen to him talk about business. And two things I got from him. One, he's so competitive. He treated business. He, like he, when he went to a meeting or he was, you know, across the table from another real estate guy, he took it personal. Like he looked literally the way he was talking reminded me of like Michael Jordan in the last dance, how like, I'm going to beat this guy. I'm going to have the most sales this year. I'm going to, you know, buy out the market. Like, it, it, was, it was the craziest thing because you, you think, you know, it's going to be this humbling speech about, you know, grat- gratitude. But, I mean, some of that was, right? He said he went from, you know, he went down. He has his ups and downs. But right now, the, the reason why he's kept his empire so, you know, um, prominent is he, he takes it personal. He competes in business. Um, so that was part of my, you know, inspiration once I, once I stepped away from the game. But also, too, he said, you know, people ask him all the time, how did you build, you know, this empire with all these employees? And he said, my top five. Top, my top five people, the first five people, whether they're your brother, your, you know, your best friend or whoever it is, right? But my first five people that work for the company were literally a mirror image of me and the things I believe in. And the exact, you know, culture uh, I, wanna, I, I want to build. And those five, choose another five. But if you let one of them slip through the cracks, that's when, that's when there starts to be, the, be, be breaks in the foundation, right? That's when the foundation that's laid, you know, when they, when they pour the, you know, the cement. After years and years, all of a sudden there's cracks. That's how, that's how I compare it is somewhere along the way, you know, the wrong person gets put in the wrong position and then that leads to, you know, a virus or a disease that starts to spread through your company. And as you get bigger, obviously, it's harder to control that, right? That's why a lot of times companies get big. They say they go corporate. They're not as cool as they used to be, right? Well, all corporate is is they got so big that the, you know, the quality, the standard, the culture, some of those things that, that made the, 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 that company, you know, successful, they start to slip a little bit. So that's why you see the cracks starting to happen. The best companies... They got one crack and they patch it up immediately, right? Like they, they go call, they call, they, they call the handyman and say, let's get this crack fixed right here. Um, you With know, running the, so many businesses, isn't that really different? Sorry, I was ranting. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. And I appreciate it. It's a good rant. Like, I, I think it's mm. awesome. And again, this is a masterclass in understanding how an athlete has been able to take a, a successful NFL career and turn into and now turning into a successful entrepreneur. How are you with so many businesses? Do you ever, I, I, again, you wake up early. I'm going to get to your time management mm-hmm. here in a little bit. Does it ever feel like you're running yourself a little thin and understanding yeah. that you have to make sure that every single person is in line and every single person or... Do you just trust and you have so much trust in the people that you're bringing in that yeah. they can mirror that culture and you can ensure that they're going to do what you need to do for them? Not necessarily. I'm still trying to – I know the people – I know I, I trust them, right? That's, the, that's all I need at first. But the problem I've ran into these past couple you know, months, whatever, however long, is nobody can do what I do. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that in a cocky way or confident way at all. I'm just saying like – it just ain't the same. And I, I told my wife all the time, she's like, you bring all, the, all these people to do this and that, and you're paying them this, and like, why can't they? You know, and I'm like, they just can't do what I do. They can't have these, they, they can't pitch to a sponsor the way I do it. They can't design the merch the way I do it. And I, and I think that's what, you know, a lot of times, being able to do things that other people can't, it, it's, that's valuable, right? And I don't see it as that, but I'm starting to notice that, like, I just got to sacrifice, you know, for the people around me. That, that, my biggest motivation is the people around me. I just, mm-hmm. if, if I, if I think about my family, you know, my halo team, my, my other founders that they're counting on me, like that's all the motivation I need. Right. So, um, yeah, it's been tough. I am spread then I do need to, I do need a two week vacation, but at the same time though, I have a, you know, I can see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. I, the vision is becoming clearer and clearer every day. It's starting to, you know, unravel. It's starting to paint itself. Um, and I just, I don't want to take my foot off the pedal. I'm enjoying it too much. I'm still a dad. I still, you know, a great dad. I coach my sons. 
you know, flag football team, one of the best teams in the in the world, in the country, the world. You want to say we won worlds last year? He's ten. You know, I have a seven year old. I have a twenty three month, twenty two month, and then I just just had a newborn baby. And congrats. And there's got there's sacrifices, right? We had, we had the baby. You know, I'm up all night. I'm filming a video to announce Odeblock, uh, the RuneScape guy I was telling you about, till twelve twelve thirty, and then I go home. And then two hours later, it's time to go to the hospital for, uh, you know, Camden, our, our youngest that was born. And then, uh, you know, eight hours later, it's, I, I got I to I come back to work. And there's a lot of ups. Like, we, we fight about it. And I just, I, I just told her, like, these, these sacrifices are, like, these are plays that I'm setting up for the future, you know, for our kids' kids. Um, and uh, she, still, she still gives me hell about it. But uh, everybody will see one day, so... Yeah, it's the time management part, like you said, is just don't waste a second. Like, truly, like, I just don't. I don't know. Probably it's not sustainable, the, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, as you said, you enjoy waking up every day. You get to go to work. Yep. You get to run this team and, yep. and the gym, and, and, you know, you get to enjoy the mm-hmm. fashion aspects of your life. Yep. I am curious, though, man. Like, what's a day in the life at County Vaccaro? Like, what? Talk Dude. to me. You wake up at five, you're on here at, what's yeah. this, eight? I took up a little bit of your time. We're almost done here, so I appreciate yeah, it again. I like, mean, yeah, like you said, wake up early, get a workout in. Start listening to you know music that gets my mind in the right place, just to make sure I'm in that mode right when I step in this building, because that's just the type of you know detail I need, you know, to be able to do what I do. I got to be, you know, my my has got to be in the right space. Um, I usually get here, I you know, pick up the place. There's a lot of wires, and we have I've been ordering so much stuff for the G1 facility that um, like you can kind of see it. Like, see all this stuff? Dude, I'm going to put all these wires together and kind of organize everything. We got all that stuff in from Amazon because right now we're, um, we're getting all the, the product we need to, to build out a, a pretty much a digital mar- uh, media company mm-hmm. um, because some, the content we can do is some of the best in the world. So why not, have, why not own that in-house? So I've been focused on that. Um, you know, and then I'll, I'll get to meetings from about 9 to Shoot, sometimes they go on to one. Sometimes it's just two or three meetings till 12. But usually 9 to 12, I'm in meetings. As soon as I get out of those meetings, you know, I'm talking to our editors. I'm talking to my brother about, you know, how we're strategically going to roll out content. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have meetings with uh, other founders. We'll have a G1 leadership meeting, a uh, G1 sponsorship meeting, and then a G1 strategy meeting. So, like, sponsors, obviously, one of the biggest revenue streams in uh, for, for an esports is, is sponsorship dollars. Um, so, you know, we make sure we always, you know, stay on top of that. Um, leadership obviously is like the whole overseeing the whole company, whether it's content, whether it's our esports team, you know, uh, contracts, the whole thing. We have that meeting. And then strategy is just our, like our, our, our plan to raise, right? Um, our pitch deck, you know, our, ne- our plan for the future, you know, how are we going to spend this, this amount of money? Um, how are we going to save this amount of money? And then, and what's our plans for, you know, five to 10 years down the road? That's just, that's just one little, little spill. And most of the time I, I run out of time and I have to just push it to the next day. Um, 6 a.m. again, right? Um, there's lots of things, right? When right? do you see your family and all this? When do you spend time okay, with so your kids and your wife? So that's, so that's 12 <laughs> o'clock. I mean, it's like, a, it's just my, my whole thing. It's, it's about the same as somebody else. I just start my day. At five five thirty, everybody else barely makes it to work by nine. I just mm-hmm. I need those four extra hours. So those, yeah. All that all that stuff I just said that takes about four to five hours. So I go grab that. Um, I go get that in the get that back in the morning, right? Um, so twelve one o'clock, cool. Um, sometimes I'll have and now I kind of now I move into you know the connect um, and the and the collective uh, workflow, right? I mean I do it all at the same time. I'm just kind of giving you kind of a general breakdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure, you know, we're being strategic as possible with the connect as far as post, when we post, um, you know, when's going to be our next merch drop, what shoes do we want to bring in, what shoes are going to attract people the most and are going to sell, um, marketing strategies to, you know, help people understand where we're at. That's the biggest thing right now with the new business is some people just don't know where you're at. Right. So they don't come and mm-hmm. we're not in the best spot for foot traffic traffic. We're on South Congress. Probably in the biggest and best parking lot in downtown, but people just don't know. So I'm planning out right now a, uh, to have like a, a block party 
um, for Soft Congress, pretty much invite all the companies around the block, like, you know, Hermes, Soho House, um, Two Hands, Joann's Foods, you know, Arlen, Aloe, Forward, uh, Sun Life Organics, all those spots to come and, you know, almost like a community vibe, right, where everybody comes together. And, and at the same time, word of mouth type of marketing as far as when it spreads through the city. Um, so, yeah, Connect and then Collective, I, I, I pretty much do – you know, the creative directive work on that. We're actually going to open up a new gym, North location near the domain. And then we are going to do collective Nashville. Um, not this, probably next year, I, I assume. Um, so getting that rolled out, um, like I said, you just can't waste a second. Hear me out. You're, you're, the family's going to come into play. So every other day, my whole family will come up here. So my, my kids will be pulling my eyeballs out. While I'm in a meeting or... I'll be holding my son while I'm, um, you know, d- designing a merch drop or whatever. Um, I won't sacrifice that. I learned that from Drew Brees. He, uh, to be a great quarterback, what did I tell you earlier in this, on the pod, that you have to, you have to make sacrifices. Um, so with, what he would do is, if he's going to stay at the facility till 10, he's going to have his, his, his family come up there and his boys. I've seen them jump in the, you know, cold pools, hot tubs, you know, tackling dummies out on the turf field. But he's going to get his work in. So I do the same model. I bring my family up here all the time, and I don't give a damn who who who, who thinks they can, you know. Who, mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is. If, if people, like, you. get flustered or, you know, they're like, why do you have your kids up here? Like, I don't give a damn what anybody thinks because I'm not going to sacrifice that time because I'm, I'm already sacrificing so much time to make everybody's life around me easy. When, you know, when I bring my family up here, there shouldn't be a discussion. Like, I don't even want to hear it, right? So, yeah. I'll bring them up every other day, but if I don't, I'll be home by, you know, 6 o'clock, 6.30. Um, if I get home at 7, that's like kind of like, you know, I'm going to get cussed out for sure, <laughs> slapped in the back of the head by, by the wifey. It's because she loves you, man. She just wants to see you more, right? That's all it is. But yeah, though, like, as far as I'm concerned, nobody's even awake by the time when I start my work anyway, so don't even, don't even count those hours. So most of the time, my boys are in pretty much every sport imaginable. So um, I'll leave here. I'll drive 45 minutes to an hour to a practice, and I'll coach my son, uh, flag football team, and as, as detailed and serious as I am right now, do the same mm-hmm. thing with him. But that's a lot of you know physical and, and, uh, and emotional energy that gets spent just doing that in general because you're you're also trying to be a father and raise you know raise a young man to be a good person in a world that that's pulling pulling you the other way just because of the social media and the things that you can see now I just didn't see as a kid so the comparisons the insecurities and the access to you know those things makes it harder as a kid to grow up with the the same values I did growing up with pretty much all I knew was my you know what's right in front of me um because internet um but yeah do that and then I'll get home at you know 8 39 we'll throw on a little stranger things like we did last week with the wife lights out boom Wake up, go. do it again, do it every again. single day. There's I used a to smile game. on your face. There's a yeah. smile on your face when you say it. To, That's the important I, part. The only thing I'm missing is I used to stream and game. So that, and I'm going to get back to that. As these sponsors start slowing down, because you can only have so many sponsors, right? Otherwise, they start you know, conflicting and overlapping, and then you get your breaching of contract. Um, there'll be like a three, four-hour period in there that I'll get to like, you know, get back to my roots, the, you know, the gamer side of me, the thing the the, the foundation this whole company is built on, right? Uh, being a gamers for, gamer first. And I just had to make that sacrifice now so later, you know, I can have more time to do the things that got us here. So that is the breakdown of my day. That's a good day, man. That is incredible. You're using every second, right? I mm-hmm. think, you know, again, I, I say it at the end of every episode. I'll say it right now. Time's the only thing we don't get more of. Oh, yeah. The only thing. You'll make more money. That's easy. You say that anyway. every time? Every single day, man. So every a, single time. That's, that's End of every perfect. episode, I say it. So I, I truly believe it. Uh, I think it's extremely important. I feel like people don't take their time serious enough. And it sounds like you are, as you said, using every single second to the point where you're making more seconds by waking up early. Yeah, right? and I just, it's just, as you get older, you know, like you just, time starts, especially if kids, time starts moving faster. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, uh, there's just... I don't know. I got this weird feeling that like my life's just just now starting. I guess because you play sports, it's almost like you get to reset. And not mm-hmm. everybody gets to feel that way because their mind, like my mind, got to actually reset. I got to reset the computer right because I've only worried, thought, cared about everything I did on the field or like how is it going to affect me being on the field. 
And now there's so many other things that I get to think about that it's, I'm living a new life. And, and just like with anything, when it's new, it's fun. It's the honeymoon phase, right? So right now I'm in that phase, and, the, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay locked in. I know it because my mindset is the way it is. But that's part of the reason why you get the, you know, the euphoria and how fun it is um, and happy I am from doing all this because I'm starting over. And I enjoy that. And I think that's, the, the perspective that you have is really important, right? Because so many people, once their career is over, they, they hit depression. And it's, it's, it's really bad. Whether and you have money like, or not. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like that part is, you know, is what it is. It's nice to have the money, but if you don't have it, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You're at least looking at it from the perspective of, I get to, I get to do it all again just in a different industry and yeah. just in a different way. And you're clearly taking huge advantage of it. So I love to hear it, man. Yeah, I was always just so much more than an athlete. And to, to get... To where I was as an athlete, I had to forget those things. And it just is what it is. Everybody knows that. Even at the combine, I remember if guys say they're interested in anything but sports, it's like a red flag. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's, and, and sometimes it is a red flag. Guys are more inter- they're not, they don't love the game because you have to love it to be a pro. You just, gotta, just like in esports, you have to love the game to be a pro. Like in, in gaming and in regular sports. And you, and you definitely have to love the game if you want to be a great player and you really care. Um, because those sacrifices, you got to love it. If you want to be a good CEO, if you want to be a good employee, I don't give a damn if you're a janitor. If you want to be the top of the top, you got to love it. That's just the, that's just the, that's the start. That's just the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You got to love it. If you want to be great at anything. Um, and then the rest is on you to uh, figure out. But Incredible. If, you, if you got that, you're good. <clears throat> You got that. You're good. Kenny, yeah. this has been great. We're way over time. So I, I do good. apologize. I told you I'll get been... going and we'll get rocking and rolling. So I love it, good, dude. Man. Yeah, I, I feel like we could talk for another hour, but I'm going to yeah. let you. Uh, you. You have too many. You gave me too many of your seconds, and I sincerely do appreciate it. all that. good, man. So thank you so much for this. Kenny Vaccaro, former Texas Longhorn NFL safety CEO of the esports team G1, owner of the fashion boutique in Austin, Texas, Connect Gym Collective, right? Yeah, I get collective. That? All right. Yeah, all in Look one. At you. Yep. All in one, man. Doing a All lot of stuff. Spot. I love it. Yep. Where can uh, where can people find out more information about any of these businesses that you uh, got? I mean, at G One Official for you know Twitter, Instagram, you know at the, at Connect ATX for the Connect, and then at you know Collective Inc for the Collective. Hmm. I love it, man. Good stuff. I'll make sure all that's in the show notes yeah, for yeah. everybody. But Kenny, this has been absolutely incredible. As I said. Time's the only thing you don't get more of. So I appreciate you giving me some of yours. I appreciate 100%. everyone living, listening, give me a little bit of theirs. But other than that, man, this has been incredible. Appreciate the time. Time well spent, brother. All right, man. Love it. Appreciate it. See you, everybody. Later.